Sri Ramana says that happiness is inherent to the human being. Inherent to the human being that has realized its true self. But the human being, unlike other creatures, is capable of living in a false self. And that false self entails unhappiness, vexation, suffering, anguish. And the mystery of human existence is why so many human beings choose the false self of suffering over the happiness of our natural being. And this strange conundrum of human self-chosen misery and self-defeat and refusal to accept love can only be understood once consciousness has realized our true nature. And then it becomes clear that the choice of unhappiness is a choice to live as one half of a dyad, the other half of which is invisible. But that invisible, missing other and its missingness as its main quality is the cause of one's misery. Because it is always missing due to a narration that attempts to explain its missingness as a flaw in the character of the one who is missing that other. It is taken in as a failure of lovability. And that anguish at one's failure can never be erased. Because the missing other, which was originally the birth mother, was projected upon as the manifestation of the great goddess. And if she rejects you, then you cannot accept the love of anyone else. You must wander forever in the desert of a barren reel in which you are not even allowed to drink of any oasis of love that might appear. 
And so the dyad means to die ad infinitum and to live in a state of dying and never be allowed to drink of the cup of joy. It is this myth that the anguished ego holds on to in the hope that its own self-punishment will once again gain the attention of the goddess who will return, who will notice its loyalty to that suffering and redeem it. But it knows also that that redemption can never happen. And so it longs only for death. Because it can never choose life. It can never choose to become real. It can never choose to become free. Because it feels it must have been given permission to do so by the goddess herself. And because it does not feel authorized to free itself, nor does it want to dare to be disloyal to that love by accepting the love of another that could redeem it, it chooses to withdraw inward deeper and deeper into a hell realm of self-hatred that eats away at its life energy and brings about rejection after rejection of a world that it has itself rejected because it has been rejected by its own creator. And so long as one dwells in a narrative like this, one cannot be reached by love because one does not want to be reached. One does not want to be saved. And the only hope is that there is some small margin of consciousness that recognizes that it is not that ego living in that myth, dying in that myth, dying for the love of one who does not even exist except in one's own imagination. It is the awakening from that egoic identity condemned to eternal suffering that cannot happen through the efforts of the ego itself but that can overwhelm the ego if that margin awakens and holds on to its awakening long enough 
to allow the opening to a love that transcends the ego to enter into its event horizon with a light and a power and an attention that is uncanny within the framework of its narrative of loneliness, of rejection and self-hatred, and that carries with it a power of life rather than a force of death. And there are some egos whose narrative is a longing for such redemption. But others have a refusal of accepting even that offer when it comes from God. And because of the freedom of will that is given to consciousness on whatever level it chooses to vibrate at, and whatever myth it chooses, to enact and to trap itself in. It has the power to withstand even the love of God, even with the knowledge that it is lying to itself, it can hold on to the lie. Because its freedom and its power to be victorious even over truth has been given to it by truth itself. And if it chooses to die in anguish, in the rejection of God, in the rejection of itself, out of its loyalty to the phantasm of a lost infant mother dyad, then it does so because it recognizes that there will be a learning from such a death from such a torment, from such a season in hell that will have enabled it to pass through a kind of fire that will alone be able to prove that it can endure the worst that any devil and curse it to experience. And there are some here who have choose, chosen this path of 
hellish death rather than the heaven of redemption and love. And they have chosen it out of a kind of love. that is to be honored for its own qualities of loyalty. But is also given its freedom to roam as its own nomadic manifest icon chooses. And enter deeper into a desert of lostness. It cannot be rescued unless it chooses to rescue itself. And chooses to recognize that it has been living a lie out of an ultimate failure of courage to open its heart to love again. We will meet many such egos along the way, who will come, who will pass through, who will spend some time at Arunachala, and who will leave. Having chosen the darkness over the light. And we must honor their choice. And not try to rescue them. from their path, but remain true to the recognition of the divine that underlies the journey of every soul through whatever realms of experience they have chosen to come to know. The Satyogi is one who dwells with that Supreme Presence whose power of love, whose power of freedom, whose power of non-judgmental presence that refuses to yield to either fear or desire or to longing for that which has been lost and really never was because always was only part of an illusion. Enable us to offer an energy field that is liberation itself.
those who are open to recognizing that that liberation comes from a higher level than the choice of misery which is being made by an illusory thing that thinks and that is thinking itself into its own devastation. Can choose to turn that devastation into its devastation and find itself again as the very goddess that it has longed to find. It is in that ultimate union that can happen only in the solitude that recognizes that the only other that has been lost is oneself. That salvation is attained. And all of the characteristics of suffering all of the masochism, all of the nightmares, all of the self-flagellation, all of the projection of the sense of being a disgusting entity in the eyes of others fall away. And that death enables a divine rebirth. We are the choosers of our own destiny. The choice must be made within the framework of Dharma, <clears throat> of limits of time and space and energy and other constraints within the phenomenal field. And thus there is a balance of love and law that maintains the well-being of a community and that alone can bring about a rebalancing of the community of an entire planet. And the choice to either be one of those who heals or one who refuses to be healed. Is the ultimate decision that determines one's destiny. And this brings back the question of the nature of the spiritual quest because the inward journey brings one not only into emptiness but into contact with that power of love and light and joy that through the simple act of recognition and surrender heals the consciousness of all of its traumas.
effortlessly. If one is only willing to make the choice to let go of the illusion. that is one's own hatred of God. to make that choice while the window of opportunity within this karmic frame of reference is offered by the Supreme One. So that we may offer that freedom to all of those who wander in the hell of Maya.